What is good, family? Welcome to the Cocktail Council, a food, beverage, and cannabis podcast hosted by myself, Michael Armstrong. Very excited to get things started with our, well, my, I don't know why, like, I feel like I have to say our, like, it is really, it's just me here. Uh, Excited to get my first episode of this podcast underway. And just a little background on the Cocktail Council. It started as a kind of persona for myself because I've always had great interest in the food and beverage industry and obviously now following the cannabis industry and seeing how there's so much intersection between all three industries. So in also being aligned with what I do on my day to day basis and pushing myself to learn more about these areas, I decided to start my own podcast where I bring you, my lovely listeners, that will either begin to grow <laughs> as I uh, continue to get better at this, bring you information, news about legal and business trends, kind of those behind the scenes conversations, whether it be about supply chain issues, branding, licensing, franchising, ways to invest. Uh, and just different innovations and legal trends that are coming into not just food, beverage and cannabis, but also hospitality as a whole. Bringing that to you in a way that you can enjoy, a way that you can listen to, a way that you will share with other people and hopefully take something valuable away from it and eventually get into doing some interviews and you can hear directly from movers and shakers within the industry what they're doing, what they're working on, what they're seeing, and how you either as a consumer could understand what you're looking out for or to take part in, or as an entrepreneur, different ways that you can either expand or grow your own business. So today, the way I'm starting with episode one, uh, and this is probably how it's going to be for a little while until this continues to grow and expand, but I love the news Love staying up on current events, particularly in this in these industries, because so many different things change over time. So I'm taking my top news pick from the week of June 20th through the 24th. uh, And this week's pick is in the realm of intellectual property, specifically branding and licensing of products uh, and just issues that are coming up between large food manufacturers and cannabis companies and just how they've been playing out and what it means for entrepreneurs and consumers. So this week's story is taken from Bloomberg IP Law. The article is titled Candy Makers Seek New Tactics to Stop Marijuana Edible Copycats. Bloomberg reports that large candy maker brands in the United States are continuing their push for more copyright and trademark regulations and enforcement against manufacturers of THC edibles. The dispute between the candy companies and cannabis companies is just one example of the licensing and branding conundrum that is emerging in the US as more states to continue decriminalize and legalize the marijuana usage, but also try to figure out how do we advertise and market those products and to whom. THC edibles are gaining widespread popularity in the United States and have become a growth area in the legal and illicit 
cannabis markets. According to a study performed by NYU, shout out to New York, in states where cannabis use is legal, 56% of people who use cannabis consume it in edible formats, with younger people more likely to do so than older folks. NYU also examined 267 photos of packaged edible products, THC edible products, and found that out of the 267 photos, 22 of those closely resembled or were an exact imitation of various snack products like Doritos, Nerds, Gushers, and others. These edibles packed a serious punch. They had very high average amounts of milligrams, uh, THC milligram content, ranging up to 459 milligrams of THC and between 300 to 600 milligrams of THC per package, which is well beyond the maximum limits allowed, which are typically around five milligrams or 10 milligrams of THC per dose and 100 milligrams per package. The branding issues, as you would think, create enormous implications on the intellectual property side Candy companies want to protect, and rightfully so, the value of their branding from being diluted, and they also want to stop their brands from being connected to THC edible products when they're not giving their permission to do so. So for one, these companies aren't realizing any profits from these copycat or imitation package snacks that use their trademark and original copyrights. And two, Without a licensing deal in place or a contract between the candy maker and the THC edibles maker, the cannabis company is essentially committing different types of infringement and business actions in bad faith for profit. Big candy companies are arguing that THC laced products imitating their labels and brand to then market those products such as Oreo cookies referred to as Stonios by one company or and I actually like Reese's Cups. So this one was interesting to me. Reefer's Cup instead of a Reese's Cup. (laughs) Interesting. I like peanut butter, though. Those products create certain branding issues and licensing issues because if it because it gives the misconception that the edibles are a co-branded product between the candy and the cannabis company. Some private legal and business associations are agreeing with the candy makers that this is infringement and needs to be stopped. The Consumer Brands Association is pushing Congress to expand a law called the Shop Safe Act. And it's basically an amendment to existing trademark and copyright laws that if passed, would take aim at reducing the availability of counterfeit branded products online by major retailers and resellers. So think Amazon, eBay, and Etsy, where the THC edibles are available for ordering and purchase. However, those resellers usually in their contracts are already shielded from liability for the seller's post and claims about their products. Candy companies are also arguing that THC edibles are a public health concern because the branding or labeling on those products 
targets children and misrepresents that the candy or the snack or the edible that is inside is, in fact, their favorite snack that they're accustomed to eating, minus the THC. The candy companies are citing to U.S. Poison Control Center data showing that between 2017 and 2019, the agency handled almost 2000 cases of young children between the ages of zero and nine that consumed edibles accidentally. In 2020, the state of Utah reported that its poison control agency handled more than 3000 reports of children unintentionally consuming marijuana. However, there is no definitive data clearly proving that more regulations will actually stop children from ingesting THC edibles or any type of drug for that matter. Interestingly enough, but not coincidentally, government agencies agencies aren't tracking underage alcohol consumption or other drug use the same way it is tracking marijuana or THC edible usage. Just think about it. The legal drinking age in the United States is 21. But in 2014, both Columbia and Harvard universities performed similar studies into underage drinking practices and showing and which showed that underage alcohol consumption is also a public health concern, but not getting as much attention. Columbia found that underage drinkers account for 11.4 percent of all alcohol consumed in the United States. And a Harvard study showed that the average age teen boys first try alcohol is at the age 11. And for girls, it was age 13. Cannabis companies and their supporters do not believe more regulations would help prevent underage cannabis consumption, either accidentally or intentionally, because and this makes sense. The legal cannabis industry itself is a newly formed financial sector and the government regulations are always generally slow to catch up or match the needs of newly formed sectors, uh, particularly with the conduct that goes on in transactional spaces. So far, litigation has been the only mechanism to resolve these branding disputes between candy and cannabis companies. In May 2021, Ferrara Candy Company which sells nerds rope candy was granted a permanent injunction against the cannabis company that had been selling a marijuana infused copycat version of nerds rope, meaning the cannabis company was ordered to stop selling their copycat version of the candy by a court. For now, at least, it does not seem like U.S. lawmakers will budge on passing the Shop Safe Act which shows their willingness to allow cannabis companies to continue producing THC edible package products in copycat versions of recognizable candy brand labels because the candy companies can always enforce their IP rights in court. So what are the takeaways? If you're an entrepreneur in this space, the takeaway from you for you should be obvious. Do not package a THC edible product with a brand label that is already existing, or you might get sued, like common sense. Although common sense is not common, but just don't do it if you don't want to get sued. 
And if you're an adult consumer and if you're an adult non-consumer alike, so this is for the parents, the main point for you is to actually exercise more caution and diligence around your children if you have a concern that they could or would want to access marijuana in their early stages in life. 